God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go racing. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast. A very diverse cast of automobile racing characters. With your host, NBC Sports television analyst and part-time midget racer, it's D. Welch and Mr. Dylan Welch. Yeah, you damn right I got that out there. Oh, that stupid-ass flagman. They got a dumb-ass flagman they can't see. And an expert in only one category, food. Now, look how big those things are. Little meat on the bone there. And cooked perfect. Well, sometimes racing, but mostly food. When you're talking a, a meal, like people are about to die, I will ask for 15 to 20 here we are back again on flow racing on the loud pedal podcast episode 33 this past week we had logan wagner on episode 32 and of course hunter schoenberg and justin peck before that but we dive back into the usac national sprint car series this week as cj leary took ford Back to victory lane in the first time in 10 decades, Dylan Welch. I didn't even believe that stat until I saw it from Richie. 10 decades? It's a long time. 10 years, one decade, one decade. Let's do that again. Let's. No, you no, should we're just not, leave we're that in. That's that. funny. <laughs> That's funny. That's very but on Ford. brand of you. Ford, wow, they won. Yeah, no, it's uh, the first time since Bobby East, I think uh, Toledo, maybe in 2011. So, uh, and it's a you know it's a true Ford motor, um, you know that that CJ and, and Bill Michael are running. You know, he's Bill Michael's run those motors on the on the West Coast for for many years with with RJ Johnson to much success. They won four straight championships out there. Um, you know that pairing did so. Um, to you know tried and true motor. Um, obviously, it's a lot different. You know, running. Um, you know, the 410 side of it on, on the national trail, but, um, you know, cool to see it's all, it's, it's nice when we've got some, um, you know, some, some parody, so to speak in, in USAC racing. Cause you know, everything is almost pretty much the same anymore. So it's, it's nice that, you know, there's a different manufacturer up there kind of mixing things up. Yeah. The Ford racing engine is a hot topic right now. And, and, uh, Matt Weaver, who is one of our contractors here at Flow Racing, who does an excellent job covering Bristol this past week and and the high speeds and, and the craziness that was Bristol this past week, but um, has done a good job covering the All-Stars and USAC. is going to have a great story coming out here soon about Tony Stewart racing and Donnie Schatz's woes, if you will. Um, essentially, Dylan, they, the engine is too good. Um, the engine has been making too much power, and you, of course, know as a race car driver that making power isn't always – you know, the way to win races, um, you know, low and slow. I've seen Tyler Courtney drive from 24th to first at Lincoln Park Speedway with a motor that, uh, you know, isn't half the cost of some of the guys that are out there. Yeah, well, and it's, you know, you normally don't hear that complaint too much on the wing side. At least I don't. I've heard it, you know, on the non-wing side, because with the wing, obviously you have something kind of pushing you into the racetrack and, and helping to get that power down. But But sometimes on the non-wing side, if you get a motor that's, you know, 900 horsepower that's basically pulled out of a wing car uh it's too much you know because you don't you don't have anything to really help hook it up but uh 
I'd probably rather have too much horsepower than not enough because I think you can. I think there's probably easier ways to detune those motors than there is to just Tighten magically it up. gain. Yeah, magically, you know, gain however much horsepower you feel like you're lacking. So, um, <laughs> but look, I mean, it's 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 a process, you know, when it's when it's a new motor like that, and that uh, you know, there's only so much, you know, quote unquote R and D you can do that, you know, is not on the racetrack. So you're going to learn more when you're out there racing it. And, uh, it's still, you know, still fairly new in its development. So, uh, you're going to have some, some hiccups along the way. Well, shots, you know, shots and his fans and, and, and the complaints, uh, in this article, they're not complaints about having too much power. It's the problems that are created with making too much power, right? A half a lap track lead they had at Volusia to win their first World of Outlaws race in the second event of the year, and they had some kind of issue that, you know, derailed it. Like, that that's what's happening right now. It's not that the fact that they're not fast enough or not fast enough to win races. It's they're not putting the entire combination together to last it all 40 to 50 laps whenever they have. Yeah, and, and again, I mean, you know, you're going to learn – you know, you're going to have to take your lumps a lot of times during races because there's just not that much you can necessarily learn. I mean, you're not going to go on a dyno and run a motor. I mean, at least I don't think, hell, I don't know. I've never been to a dyno, so maybe I'm wrong, but I wouldn't think you'd go to a dyno and, and simulate, you know, a 40 lap race at Volusia, you know, and even if you do, like you said, it, there's going to be other problems maybe that arise that you can't, diagnose just on a dyno or whatever you're going to have to just learn these things as you race so um it's again it's it's a product of of just developing something new um you know you have to learn kind of as you go and there's going to be problems that arise along the way so it's it's just all part of it yeah and of course tony stewart won last week with the all-stars like that motor is good enough to win races right now. I mean, they won with the All-Stars. You know, Shots has been in contention. He's won All-Star races this year already. He was really good to begin the year at the Wild Wing Shootout. They had that thing dialed in, but is it dialed in enough to beat Brad Sweet? Is it dialed in enough to beat David Gravel or Logan Shuhart? That's that's where they're trying to get over that hump right now because the World of Outlaws are as tough as they can be right now. So, um, again, the, the Donnie Shots, you know, Tony Stewart Racing, Ford, is definitely backed by Ford Racing. Now we asked CJ Leary, Ford Racing, do they even know you want to USAC race in the first, you know, what is it, a year? I, I said almost said 10 decades again. A year. Um, do, does Ford Racing even know you won? He's like, no. You know, it's we're not getting money from Ford. We're just running a Ford engine, you know, because that's what Bill Michael wants to run. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously, you know, there's obviously differences. I mean, it's, you know, and that's just how it is. I mean, they're going to put all their eggs, obviously, in that basket, but um, – you know, and again, that, you know, to kind of transition back to CJ, you know, he's, he's, you know, battling some, you know, learning hiccups too with that motor that uh, just because of how, you know, it's, it's different than the typical Chevy, uh, the Chevy motors that, you know, are, are more common. So, um, you know, and Donnie's got, you know, Ford racing on his side, you know, uh, to help him and, and CJ and Bill Michael are kind of learning, learning it on their own. So, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's different worlds, you know, it's the same, the same logo on the, on the valve cover, but, uh, you know, two, two different programs. Let's get into our sun dollar restoration hat shakes of the week brought to you by sun dollar. Of course, if you, let's just say you have a storm, let's say, uh, let's hope a tornado doesn't hit your house, but hail storm, hail damage, 
um, a tree falls down, whatever. You have damage to your house. Insurance claims, Sun Dollar Restoration will do it. They'll take care of everything for you. All you have to do is sign on the dotted line, and then they will go through the entire process of going through your insurance company. You will not pay a dime to get your house remodeled or restored after a storm by Sun Dollar Restoration. All right, we talked about CJ Leary winning, but the big mover of the weekend was Tanner Thorson winning his first USAC National Sprint Car Series race. He then did it again, Dylan. They are on fire. Tanner Thorson, we've already mentioned it all year long, one of the greatest talents in USAC right now. Yeah, and, and doesn't have that much experience in a non-wing sprint car. So, um, you know, again, challenge for him. Uh, you know, fairly new organization. I, mean, I think he's run he's run some with them in the past, but you know, going after the full uh, the full schedule this year, and and so he's only going to get better. You know, the same same thing kind of goes for him. You know, the more races he gets under his belt in the sprint car. Uh, because they are different than the midget, obviously. You know, the more races he gets under his belt in the sprint car, the better he's going to be. And obviously won two of the four in Pennsylvania. So, um, you know, he's getting it figured out, obviously. But, yeah, one of the, you know, one of the uh, best talents in in open-wheel dirt track racing right now, no question, and, and had a good week out in PA. Our boy Zebby won at Attica. Congratulations, Zeb Wise. Um Sun Dollar Driver, congratulations on the big win. Let's go through some of the other non-wing winners uh, before we get back to wing racing. Um, so Thorson wins. Bacon won at Grandview. He's now won four straight at the Grandview Speedway. Dylan, Grandview is one of the best racetracks I ever announced at. One of my favorite racetracks. Yeah, and it's it's a weird place, um, you know, just because of the shape and um, and and everything. But Brady's got it figured out. So he and he and Hummel have have got a good package there and. Um, you know, they're, like you said, undefeated the last, last four years out there. So, um, pretty good, pretty good program they've got going over there. Bacon wins four at Grandview again. Uh, Thorson wins at big diamond. It was his first USAC sprint car win. Leary, who we're about to talk to gets four to their first USAC win in 10 years. Um, USAC was at path Valley was not live on flow racing, but it was, um, you know, on demand where Thorson won his second of the weekend. Big weekend for him with the United States Auto Club. He's climbed back into the points chase here. The top eight are nearly separated by 100. That's how close it is in the uh, in the USAC National Sprint Car Series points. Wesley Smith is my hat shake this week, Dylan. Uh, my Sun Dollar hat shake of the week. He's won back-to-back war races. Wesley Smith has, uh, to me, just come onto the map here in non-league sprint car racing this year. Yeah, he's he's run with war uh, the last few years and has, has raced midgets and stuff kind of in that, uh, that Missouri, you know, Kansas city area and stuff. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's good. It's always nice to go back to back. That's for sure. Um, my hat shake is going to Rico because he brought back <laughs> the Pennzoil Jack Eldon number 22 for Hod, um, which I think people my age were probably just a little too, young to really remember seeing that car on the racetrack but it's obviously iconic i mean everybody who's a sprint car fan knows that car and associates it with hot and you know most of his you know success um so uh to me you know getting to see that you know scheme on a you know car again with with hot in it um and have legit pennzoil backing you know it's not like they just slapped a logo on there and, and you know painted the car to look like i mean it's a legit pennzoil sponsorship um, that's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, obviously it's, it's Haas last year. 
um, you know, and he's running with running for Rico in I think 25 races. And uh, the fact that they, they pulled off the surprise and everything and Jack had no idea until they rolled it out of the trailer at Bristol last weekend was super cool. So um, somebody who appreciates the history of the sport, you know, I just, I loved, loved seeing that. And I love yellow race cars. So uh, that's always going to be some brownie points in my book too. Yeah. Listen to me. The Darlington throwback deal was awesome, but this is how you do a throwback. You get the real sponsorship. You get the real money from the company. You then put the race car driver that was actually driving that exact same car 30 years prior, put him in the exact same race car. And that's what Rico Abreu did. I 100% agree. That's a great hat shake. Tremendous hat shake um, uh, for Rico Abreu, who I tried to get on the uh, podcast today, but um, he's a little too busy or he's farming or whatever. So we'll have to get Rico on the podcast here soon. He has actually never been on this podcast even though he's a USAC national midget champion. He's won some of the biggest USAC races there is in midget racing. Uh, he should definitely be on this podcast. We just haven't got it aligned yet. Yep, we'll get him one day soon. Yeah, we will. Uh, so, yes, you mentioned Bristol, David Gravel, uh, the wing winner of the, the weekend. Dude, the speeds. I mean, qualifying was 142 mile an hour. Like, the, the yeah. stock cars on dirt were going 89 around there, son. Yeah, and watching Hayfertip's lap on uh, Sunday, I guess, was amazing. I mean, if you watch the front tires, I mean, they barely move. I mean, the thing, it looks like it's just, like, literally flying around there. It's uh, It was amazing to watch that, just how little he even had to turn the wheel. The thing just, it just, the banking just carried it right around the racetrack. So, uh, and it, that's, you know, that's why it's a track record. The Bristol crew gets a hat shake, in my opinion. I, I, I don't think. I mean, all, all, and by all accounts, especially by Heavy Lunch's account, that was a success. Everything they did at Bristol, um, you know, whether whether I was happy it was not streamed on Flow or not is 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 beyond me. But what they did there uh, with the modifieds and the late models, and, and guess yes, they crashed a lot of late models. Uh, but with the Cup Series and bringing them back on dirt, and I, you know, like I said. The dirt race on, you know, the, the cup dirt race is still better than any other pavement cup race there is. So, um, you know, dirt is just makes things better, in my opinion. So I think what Bristol did this entire time deserves a hat shake. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, that the undertaking that that was um, to make it a success is remarkable. Um, you know, and the fact that they got as many different types of cars there that they did. Um, I think is awesome. You know, I think, um, you know, yeah, there was, you know, there was, you know, concern about the speeds and everything initially, but, um, you know, the track did its job to, to, you know, cater to those concerns and everybody got through the weekend unscathed and, you know, got through the whole, you know, month last month or so that they've, you know, had cars there. And, um, it was awesome. You know, it, it, I think there was so much attention on it. Um, that alone makes it a positive, uh, you know, let alone the actual on-track product. So, uh, yeah, so absolutely. So the, the folks at Bristol did an amazing job, um, you know, pulling that off. Gravel wins both of the outlaw races at Bristol. Brent Marks um, separated with CJB Motorsports, which, of course, was running full-time with the All-Star Circuit of Champions. I, I'm just assuming now that he's most likely not running full-time. However, I don't know because he's off to a – a start with the all-stars here. 
his he's now back with his uh, team based in Pennsylvania. And guess what? He won the second biggest race of the weekend. Well, the second biggest race of the day at Sealands Grove, five thousand dollars to win. Um, Brent Marks took his family owned car out and won. Um, Marks is a good driver, Dylan. We saw him race at Eldora. He won the night, first night of the governor's reign. If he can find a package under, he can beat a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, even if he takes his, uh, you know, if he takes his own car and, and just becomes a PA guy again, you know, he's, uh, he's obviously going to be a threat, uh, whoever shows up there, all stars or, or world of outlaws or whoever. So, um, hopefully he's, you know, he's able to, to get back on tour with all stars as, you know, he's obviously another one of those guys that we talked about that, um, you know, is a, is a threat to win all the time. So, and makes it, you know, makes the field that much tougher. So would love to have it, love to have him on the tour, but, uh, he's going to be tough whether he stays home or, or whether he goes out. That's right. Um, we had mentioned already and, and most likely is going to be a guest here soon. Ryan Timms, uh, a phenomenal talent has been driving for Chad boat, um, in my estimation, if he wouldn't have been run over the other day, um, probably would have had a top three to maybe a podium uh, with USAC in a midget race at Port City. He won his second uh, Sprint Car Series event of the year of the ASCS Sooner Series. Tim's Dylan, you've seen him race. You probably most likely race against him in a micro. Good talent, right? Yeah, he is and, and uh, has been winning with ASCS, um, you know, in the wing sprint car series. Uh, and he's, I mean, he's a young kid and I don't even, I don't know how old he is exactly, but I mean, he's a kid, um, but super talent. Um, you know, and obviously, like you said, he's running for Chad and, and power eye and USAC. And, um, you know, I think, uh, I think is going to be, you know, be a guy if, if he, you know, if he sticks around the, the non-wing side, you know, definitely in the midgets, you know, he's going to be, um, another guy that's, uh, you know, that becomes a threat to win as he ages and, and gets more experience. So, um, you know, there's a lot of, lot of, you know, the future's bright. You know, I think, you know, even if you, you don't even have to get outside of Chad Boat's team, honestly, to think about that with, with Tim's and Brent Cruz and Jade Avedisian and, um, you know, even guys like Buddy and Dason Persley, you know, at Keith Coons. I mean, uh, they're all just, you know, 16, 17, 18 year old kids. So um, I think, uh, I think the, the sport's in good hands from a talent perspective the next few years. No doubt. And don't forget uh, guys like Emerson Axum, who won with Power Eye over the weekend. And and you mentioned Dason Persley, who uh, I think also took a victory with the Midgets uh, here recently. But Emerson Axum won over the weekend. Uh, Lincoln Speedway, Tyler Ross won. Port Royal, Steve Buckwalter wins at Port Royal. That's a big win for Steve Buckwalter, who's uh, been struggling a bit this year. And that's really all that I have uh, got here, Dylan. Do you have any other winners that I'm missing? I think you covered them all. And if I didn't, we don't care. Episode 33 of the Loud Pedal Podcast, CJ Leary from Greenfield, Indiana. Is that right? Where is he's from over there, right? Greenfield, Indiana. Did you used to race quarter midgets against him? I don't think he ran quarter midgets. No? He was a he must he have been like Carter. one of those US uh, was a Carter and then maybe a micro guy like a US twenty four or something. I think Peru, he just went from carts to sprint cars. Oh boy. He can drive, man. He, I mean, I've been watching him since 2012. But. Well, and that's the funny thing too. And you mentioned, you mentioned that in our interview and it's funny, you know, he's 25 years old, 24, <laughs> and he's been on the tour for 10 years. You know, like it's crazy that he, you know, he's, he's been around forever and he's still in his mid twenties. So, 
Uh, and that's how, I mean, that's how a lot of those guys were too. Even like, you know, even like Tyler Courtney and um, I mean, Wyndham, you know, Wyndham's not 30. I think he's 29 and has been on the tour for like 15 years, oh you know, like oh these guys God. have been around forever, you know, have been around forever and they're still, you know, they're still young guys and, and CJ is, you know, CJ's right there with them too. It's just, yeah. It's well, all the guys, well, you look at the top eight in the USAC national sprint car series. Um, they've all been around for, for that long. Like yeah. they're climbing the win list. Like at some point, this crop of guys, Dylan are going to be like top 10 in USAC wins. Like, like yeah. Kevin Thomas, Jr., Brady Bacon are getting near the top 10 in wins. Robert blue is probably chasing that down. Um, you know, Tanner midget wins. I mean, he's an incredible midget driver, but he's going to get a lot of sprint car wins. If he sticks with the, with the sprint car series, CJ Leary has a lot of USAC wins. I mean, Chris Wyndham, of course, you know, could, could be considered one of the greatest sprint car drivers of all time, maybe top five, top ten. I don't know yet, but he's still got a lot a lot of ways to go, but he's a triple crown winner. I mean, all these guys have been racing together forever. Justin Grant is a tremendous race car driver too. Yeah, well, and it's like, you know, you, you look even like at Brian Clawson. You know, he was 27 when he passed, you know, and had been, again, he had been on, you know, the USAC National Tour for 10 years, and he was 27, you know. So if he'd raced till he was, you know, 50 – who knows, you know, and it's, it's the same thing for these guys too. By the way, I, I almost mentioned his name just now. And so I want to pass along some thoughts and prayers to Dave Darland, um, who suffered a stroke over the weekend and, uh, was actually on his way to Bloomington to race. Um, so, uh, obviously our thoughts and prayers are with Dave and, um, I think Trenton's, his son has been doing a good job of posting updates and stuff on Dave's, uh, Twitter and, and Facebook page and everything. And it sounds like they're, they maybe are going home today or are getting close to going home. So, um, which is good news, obviously, but, you know, obviously want to pass along our, our thoughts to, to Dave and his family. That's a good point. That's a great point, Dylan. And I believe that actually might've been Jason from Sun Dollars hat shake of the week. Um, Darlin, you were there the night he set the record, right? Is that, is that I accurate? Was. I, I called it. I called it the night he tied it and the night he broke it. That's a good point. Maybe we need to throw that on the CMS or something. We need to find that and kind of maybe feature it and, and bring it to maybe even tweet it on the loud pedal of Twitter or something because, you know, Double D is one of the nicest nicest human beings I've ever met, uh, but definitely the most nicest in our racing family, right? Oh, yeah. He's, I mean, that's why he's a people's champ. You know, he's he's uh, one of a kind, super nice guy, obviously, ex you know, extremely accomplished and um, just a good old boy who, you know, drives race cars, so... Uh, love Dave and and hope uh, hope that this isn't the end, you know, of, of his career. I mean, I hope he's able to make a full recovery and and get back in a car, um, you know, and, and kind of go out on his terms. But um, been a hell of a ride, regardless. Yeah, no doubt. And Brenda, all signs point uh, saying that Brenda um, thinks it's going well. You know, he's back to pretty much normal and the full recovery is what it sounds like from his doctor. So that's good. Um, your micro, where are you racing next before we uh, get to CJ here? I, I don't really know. Uh, we were supposed to race uh, last week, and I uh, had a couple things come up that, that kind of prevented us from, from going and running. But um, I think sometime maybe in May, I think we're going to get it back out and run. There's a, a couple thousand to win races at Millbridge that we're going to, I think, try to hit. So um we're not traveling i mean we're just going to run millbridge and whenever they run wednesday non-wing races we're going to hopefully be there so um i think hopefully hopefully sometime next month we'll get back in it and go 
So no Tulsa shootout, no give back classic in Port City. You don't want to go out and see Shane Stewart and them? Not unless somebody is going to lend me a lot of money for gas and entry and a hotel and everything else. And a crew chief, because I don't think Ty can come. <laughs> can I be the crew chief? Hannah just said she'll crew chief, so I'm still taking applications it. for crew chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man you guys gotta go out there i mean y- you've been highly competitive everywhere you went you know Millbridge, you've been really fast that big race that keith coons get back classic race you went what 12th to 4th or something yeah i mean we were good and we're we are good out there but you know Millbridge isn't the tulsa shootout so uh we'll see we'll see how the year goes and then we'll probably make that decision Millbridge isn't the tulsa shootout the give back classic had better cars in it than the the tulsa shootout feature yeah, I mean, you're probably not wrong. <laughs> we'll see what happens. All right, CJ Leary is next. Again, congratulations to um, Wesley Smith, who won my Sun Dollar Restoration Hat Shake of the Week, and yours was uh, Dave Darlin. Is that who, who, who's was yours? Rico. Rico. That's right. But Double D always gets a hat shake. You don't right. have to call me darling. Dave, darling. (laughs) (laughs) CJ Leary's next. This is episode 33 of the Loud Pedal Podcast. How you like me now? And we're back on the Loud Pedal Podcast. This is episode 33. We're now joined by the winner of the USAC National Sprint Car Series at BAPS. And this is a historic victory, not only for Ford, who had won, hadn't won in for a decade with the United States Auto Club, but Leary, uh, CJ Leary, hadn't been to Victory Lane uh, since, I guess, last year. How are you, bud? How are you doing? I'm doing good. You know, that, that win was was pretty special you know i've been running in pennsylvania for nine years and i never won in pennsylvania so that freaking felt amazing to finally knock that one off the bucket list do you sell a bunch of t-shirts the next day <laughs> you know honestly the t-shirt sales were down for pennsylvania in my opinion i don't know if it was too cold the sweatshirt sales were up but um didn't seem like there was a whole lot of fans in the pit area this this year hmm. dang so the pa fans are just not coming out to, to support the old non-wing guys huh I don't know if you'd say that. I'd say the stands were were packed, but you know the COVID restrictions out there are still pretty crazy. It seemed like compared to Indiana or anywhere else we've been, but uh, the weather wasn't all that nice. So I think that probably kept some people home. Gotcha. Well, how? Um, so you we talked about the Ford thing already, and I was reading uh, reading Richie's article that. Bill Michael, your car owner, is a big Ford guy. He's always, you know, he's he lets you build whatever kind of car you wanted, whatever chassis, you know, gave you the the you know go ahead to build whatever you wanted. But he wanted a Ford in there. Why is he such a big Ford guy? You know, he's actually in Earl's right now. I'd let him answer the question, but uh, <laughs> you know, he ran the Ford stuff when they ran three sixties with the CRA stuff out in Arizona with RJ, and you know, I think he likes 
having something different than everyone else. You know, he's Ford guy all the way, you know, drives a Ford truck, you know, and everything is always about Ford. So, um, you know, Gerald Crespin builds our engines out of South Dakota and he's also a Ford guy. And, um, you know, I, I think it's just different, you know, I, I, he wants to be able to win races and do something, you know, unorthodox and, uh, I kind of like it, you know, it's different. We've been kind of struggling with it, but, um, I definitely think we're, we're slowly creeping up on where we need to be and to win races. And, you know, it's actually been putting us on the front row almost every night. And that's key to win these USAC races anymore is getting track position where you can get out front and clean air and, and just it's your race to lose at that point. Um, you know, I felt like on, on Sunday there at Path Valley that, you know, me and Tanner were, were battling, you know, the track's really small, it's tight, lap traffic was hectic and, um, you know, I didn't fall my way, but, uh, I think we're definitely getting a handle on the Ford. I wonder if Ford racing even knows that they won a USAC race. Mm, probably not. You know, uh, <laughs> Bill hasn't, Bill hasn't reached out to anybody in Ford or, or hasn't even tried any of that. So, you know, I don't think it's, you know, about trying to get sponsorship or anything. It's just different. Um, you know, and it is tough. I mean, if you look at, you know, where Donnie shots was two years ago versus where he is now, he's definitely not the same Donnie. And, you know, they've been working hard at it and have all the resources in the world. And, um, you know, I think um, we're definitely plugging along at it and it's going to get better. So it's, it's all I can is to say is that we just got to keep working hard at it. Well, and I, I'm not asking you to get into like the nuts and bolts of, you know, your motor or anything, but if you can explain like what kind of things make it different that you guys have had to wrap your head around as opposed to like a typical, like, you know, Claxton or, you know, Fisher or whatever, you know, motor you, you know, want to name what, what makes this one different? Yeah. You know, it, uh, so first of all, it sits in the car a little bit different, which, you know, a quarter inch and engine height is kind of a kind of a big deal you know on on the way it um you know the roll center of the race car and and your drive so you know we've played with that a little bit and then you know the the horsepower is a little bit different but the main thing is like our torque curve is is massively different and that's where we've actually been trying to put put it to most use you know we've been to the wheel dyno two or three times and um, what we've learned is that, you know, we don't need to turn it 8,500, 8,600, you know, we can turn it 7,000 and get hooked up more, which is kind of what we learned in Pennsylvania. You know, I, when we won at BAPS, you know, our high was 7,400. So, um, just getting the race car hooked up, um, you know, it spins up, it spools up really fast compared to my Chevy stuff. Um, so like it's just been a learning curve for me as a driver to, um, you know, be able to put the horsepower to the ground and, and, you know, figure out my restarts and just everything's a little bit different. You know, I, I wouldn't say it's any tougher. It's just, it's not what I'm used to. And, um, you know, race car drivers are, are mental cases anyway. So when something changes, it's like your whole world has changed. But I think, I think with a little bit of time here and, and more races will, will be better. You know, we've only ran that thing. I don't know what, maybe 10 USAC races now. So, um, I think the, further on deep in the season we get the better off we'll be yeah we're um we're getting ready to release a story here soon uh this is a bit of a tease 
about the Ford racing engine that Donnie Schatz is running right now and the difficulties and the, the trial and tribulations they have gone through. Now, Shots isn't washed up. I'm a huge Shots homer, right? I'm a big Shots homer. Greatest race car driver, you know, greatest sprint car driver in my opinion ever. You know, Kinzer's up there, of course. Um, but Shots has done a lot uh, over the years. Now, they have made too much power is essentially what the story is. And Matt Weaver is going to uh, tell the story here soon. But they're making too much power. They're not getting it down to the racetrack, which is causing other issues. Leading by half a track at Volusia um, this year, you know, and, and, and the problem. And then, you know, leading another race and having a problem like – you know, you're going to battle through some of that stuff, but it definitely it definitely isn't lacking in the power department. Is that accurate? Um, you know, our Ford's a little bit different than what Donnie's running. You know, he's, he has a, a little bit different package, a different head package. And we're actually, we're we're trying to actually gain top-end horsepower right now versus, you know, they definitely have the horsepower. So uh, definitely don't think Donnie's washed up. You know, he's definitely uh, one of the very best in the sport and probably ever, but um, he's won 10 World Valo championships with a certain feel. And, you know, obviously he's doesn't have that feel right now and uh, he might be picky, but, you know, he's looking for, for that certain feel and, you know, he's going to end up virtually, he'll end up hitting it and, you know, he'll be right back to where he was. Most likely Knoxville, right, Dylan? That's where it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> CJ, you've, you know, the last couple of years, you know, you've, you've changed teams and, and, you know, a couple of times, and obviously that brings a, a certain level of, of, you know, learning and, you know, a transition period just for you to get comfortable and you, the guys working on your car to get comfortable with you and everything. Um, so again, new team for you this year, uh, that feeling of getting that first win, you know, after, you know, the long hours in the winter of building the cars and, and kind of just making that change, what is that feeling like? Um, you know, when you're able to get back in victory lane with the new group? Uh, it's It takes a lot of pressure off when you can win early in a season like this. It's uh, a lot of hours went in, obviously, all winter. And, and, you know, even this spring, you know, we've been, like I said, to the wheel dyno and we've had the engine and now we had some issues and just got our new trailer. So it's been a lot of organizing in the shop and, um, you know, having a guy like Bill Michael, um, you know, lets me pretty much do whatever I want with the race car or buy whatever we need to do to win is, is key. Um, you know, he's not going to say, Oh, we can't spend that hundred dollars here. Um, you know, but if it matters, he's definitely going to do it. And, um, that's the best part. You know, I'm real hands on with, with everything. So I'm the freaking, the crew chief, the, the freaking, the truck driver, I drive the race car, you know, I, I do pretty much a little bit of everything and, and Bill's taken some of the role off my, off my plate by taking care of all the engine maintenance, which is a huge deal. And, you know, he's hands-on and I think that's really cool for a car owner to, to get in the shop and get his hands dirty and be at the racetrack and be taking notes and just trying to better the team every night. And uh, I think that's helped, you know, come full circle of having some good guys around me. You know, I had Davy Jones and, you know, Derek Claxton, Donnie Gentry, I had a lot of good teachers, you know, coming up the ranks the past 10 years and uh, I've taken a little bit from everyone and uh, kind of made my own style. I, I drive the car a lot different than than most so um, what works for me doesn't work for a lot of guys and um, you know I'm finding you know what I what I need with this new team you know with the Ford and and we're just making small changes now to, to be even better.
the top eight in USAC sprint car points right now are nearly separated by a hundred points. I mean, like the series is tight and, and we saw last year, Justin Grant get out to an early lead and then bacon kind of chased him down there towards the end of the year. I mean, this championship is probably as close as it's ever been. Don't you think? Yeah, it's pretty tight. You know, it's, it's, it's so tough. Um, you know, there's, there's probably 10 guys that could win every night and, you know, it's gotten even tougher with some, some new faces and, uh, some new driving styles is, is come on board. You know, I'm not a huge fan of, of midget racing anymore, just because of, of some of the younger crowd that's come in. And I feel like, you know, the sliders have gotten dirtier and the racing's gotten, you know, tighter, like you said. So, um, we're seeing a little bit more of that in the sprint cars and, um, you know, I think it boils down to a respect thing that um, a lot of drivers have lost for each other. Um, you know, like I saw on the way home, Justin was doing a and a and, you know, he said that he tries to run into people less the bigger the car gets, which is uh, which is true. And, you know, I think it goes back to the respect thing. When you get to the Silver Crown Series, you just show a little bit more respect for the drivers around and, and uh, you know, you don't want to tear up equipment and you're going a lot faster. So if something does happen, it's it's going to hurt a little bit more. So um the point deal every race is another night to gain or lose points and um you know that year i won the championship every night i just tried to maximize you know whether it was qualifying the heat race or or just one spot in the feature was could come down to either winning or losing the deal so you know every night guys are super cutthroat and that's just how championships are won and lost going back to the respect thing how much of that is guys just getting older and more mature as they drive, you know, and, and like in the midget deal, obviously you've got a lot of young kids that just are just coming out of micros or outlaw carts or whatever. And so that's how they race. Like how much of that is just how much of the, the dirty sliders and the stuff that you mentioned, like is, you know, is that just how it is now or is it like, you know, the older you get and, and stuff like that, it, it kind of, you know, you, you learn, so to speak, and you don't do that anymore. Yeah. I mean, guys like me and Justin and Wyndham, Chase Stockton, I mean, all of us are, are getting older and, you know, it, it hurts when you, when you end up do crashing and, you know, guys that have to take care of their own equipment, you know, they have to go back and rebuild versus, you know, I'm not picking on run ride drivers, but whenever you just show up to the racetrack and you wad the thing up and you get your gear back and go to the hotel, you, it's kind of like you didn't learn anything. Um, besides, you know, you didn't get a good finish or you, you know, you might have tore up somebody else's race car that's on a budget. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it could be life and death. You know, it, I know it's not that way every time you crash, but, you know, it is a possibility. So uh, the older you get, the more you think about it. And, um, the speeds are definitely, you know, the race cars aren't getting any slower and our, our safety equipment has gotten better, but, um, you just, when you do something, it has an effect on everyone. So, um, you know, I, I try and respect everybody as much as they respect me. And, um, you know, if you're going to dirty drive me, I can do it right back. You know, it's like me and Justin, we've, haven't always got along on the racetrack, but, you know, I like Justin as a person outside the racetrack. And, and I think we have a, a respect for each other on the racetrack. That's a little bit different. And, you know, we both do it full time for a living. And, um, when we go out there, we're going to go as hard as we can and, um, tooth and nail. So, you know, but at the same time, we're not going to go out and tear each other's car up just, 
you know, for shits and giggles. But um, I think in the sprint car ranks, you see a lot less of it compared to midgets. You're right. Yeah, that's and, – and, again, it goes back to respect. I mean, you have been in the series, the National Sprint Car Series, at least since I've been here since 2013. But um, there's been more years before that. You and Brady Bacon and Chris Windham and Justin Grant and was Tyler Courtney and Kevin Thomas Jr. You guys all been racing together for 15 years almost. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, me and KT, we've raced together, like you said, for since I've been on the tour since 2012. And freaking – I don't think we've ran into each other – hardly at all you know and and i think that goes to save something for me and kt where like you know obviously shit happens and you're gonna make a mistake and run into someone but you know you just don't make it a a common thing and it's you know you get out and you you know you go down and say like hey dude i i messed up or you know i made a mistake and like not gonna happen again and you just don't see guys coming down and saying anything anymore um you know, when I was growing up, I'd make a mistake or a bonehead move and I'd go down and apologize. And, you know, they were they were mad about it. But, you know, I think it the next week, you know, or when they left the racetrack and calmed down that, you know, that that means something at some point. Kind of in that same train of thought, um, I read something, too, that your dad at BAPS um, you know, who obviously is an accomplished racer in his own right, uh, you know, came down under one of the reds and, and was kind of giving you some advice. So how valuable has he been, you know, just, and, and even now too, that you're, you know, you've been racing nationally for 10 years, but especially growing up, as you learned, how valuable was he in just kind of being a, a teacher, but somebody that also kind of understood your side of it too? Well, it definitely helps whenever you got, a dad that's drove or a car owner that's drove and they really understand what you go through night in and night out in the race car, outside of the race car. And, uh, you have somebody to lean on and, you know, they can give you advice on like he ran over and, you know, gave me some advice on what to do on the restart. You know, uh, Justin threw a bomb on me early on the restart and he's like, he felt that I need to slide myself to, you know, try and block a slider from Chris, uh, which I did. And um, Chris ended up ultimately sliding me in three and four and we crossed him back over. But um, just you can't see everything as a leader. Um, so when you have eyes in the stands, I can come down and kind of give you an overlook on what's going on in the racetrack around you. Uh, sometimes it's tough being a leader. You know, you don't know if the bottom comes in or what. But in, in the case of BAPS, you know, the top was pretty much the only groove that you should be running. Uh, it was super slick and a technical cushion. So, um definitely like bills drove some um so like he never really says much whether we uh run good or run bad he just he gets it like not every night's your night um he's never gonna come in and tell me that i ran the long the wrong line or i should have done this or should have done that it's easy for anybody to say that you freaking should have ripped the top or you know you should have slid that guy you know you've been there dylan it's it's not easy if, if it was easy everybody would be out there doing it <laughs> yeah, I would be, but I can't fit in a race car. Um, I was gonna say about your dad. I watched the, I watched the shop tour the other day that you, you that was on Flow, and, and appreciate you doing that for us. That was amazing. Um, you know, he he, he raced at the Hoosier Hundred recently, and the Hoosier Hundred is no longer. Um, that hurts as an Indiana guy, don't it? Yeah, that was really frustrating. So like that year that he ran, it was supposed to be the last year, and you know he got to. He ran the 30 car and he missed the show by one spot and he was pretty upset about it. But um, 
I felt really special just getting to see him drive again because when he ran I was so young that I don't really remember seeing him much drive much. Um, I think after him racing, you know, the Hoosier 100 that year, that it brought a lot of memories back about how it's not as easy as he thinks because he's been pretty hard on me growing up racing. And, um, you know, he's definitely yelled at me a lot. And, and I think overall he's made me a better race car driver, but we haven't always seen eye to eye on, on some things like on and off the track, but um, he's definitely helped my, my career a ton and I can't, even thank him for all the opportunities that he's gotten me or or gotten me kicked out of but um you know the huger 100 is was one of my favorite races every year and you know last year was heartbreak with kyle beating me right at the end i feel like i had the car to beat and that race was always number one on my bucket list to you know one up or tie my old man or whatever you know but um it just sucks that we're losing another mile i agree it hurts pretty bad for all of us Midwest uh, racing fans. Um, so where will we, where will we see you next? Are you going to be at Eldora? Is there a potential Winchester ride for you? What where are we going to see CJ Leary next at a racetrack? Um, you know we might try and take the sprint car to Kokomo this weekend and run with the midgets. Uh, we made some some small changes to our car after Pennsylvania. We're actually in the process of doing that right now, so if we can get it done for Kokomo. I'd like to go out and and do you know, kind of a test at Kokomo. So I, I got a lot of laps there, so it, it would be good feedback before we go into Eldora, but I don't know if we'll get it done or not. So uh, most likely you'll see the 77M at Eldora for two nights of racing. Sweet, no Winchester, no pavement sprint car or pavement no. uh, Silvercon ride. No, I haven't, I haven't really worked on any pavement Silvercon stuff since, I don't know, 2019 when I ran um a little bit just in fact i got a lot on my plate with with uh bill's operation and then you know my wing sprint car stuff with, with bowman um and I, I still have to take care of my own champ cars so there's a lot a lot going on for one guy to take care of and um you know if i could you know muster up a ride i wouldn't turn it down but um, i haven't been out there knocking on any doors either there you go if you want to win winchester there's your call. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, your dog. Uh, we love your, we love your dog back there. What is he in the back seat back there with you? Yeah. You guys cruising? Hanging out with me. We're uh, running some parts in Indy, so he goes everywhere with me. Everybody loves Charlie. He's uh, he's definitely the glue that holds everyone together on the race team, and um, he eats all my cheeseburgers, and uh, he's definitely getting fat, so he's not missing a meal. <laughs> Sounds like we get along, Dylan. Yep, I think you would. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show, man. Appreciate it. Congratulations. Hey, no problem. Thank you guys very much. You know, I think he's really proud. And I think the thing that he's most proud of right now isn't, you know, the fact that we're wing racing or, you know, that we're challenging ourselves in this way, but it's the way that we're doing it. We're doing it the Brian way. You know, we really try to do everything and emulate everything that we do in this building around how Brian would have done it. Um, and so I think he's super proud of not only our team, but also Tyler as a driver. I think that, um, you know, the last four or five years have been instrumental in kind of, 
his career. And I think that he's done it in such a kind, humble, um, hardworking way that Brian would be super proud that we were still with him at this point in his career. And I think that, you know, he wouldn't want anything less than that.